This is the I Went Down to the River podcast. I'm Dan Walton, and I will sit down with fellow alums and talk about what it meant to be a part of the Hawken football program and wear the wings. We share stories of friendship, memorable games, funny moments, and how football made us who we are. You don't need to be on a bus for these tangs. Now let's go down to the river. Today's guest was a 2013 graduate who played along the offensive and defensive lines, unless he was asked to play a hybrid role on defense. He was elected captain his senior year and was the old board recipient as well. He went on to be an assistant coach. He's number 65 on the roster. Please welcome Joe Marabito. Joe, thanks for joining me on this trip down to the river. How you doing today? Good. Thank you very much for having me. Glad to be here. Joe, it's good to see your face. It's been a little while. Um, I know you stepped away from uh, being an assistant coach uh, about two seasons ago now, factoring yeah. in this one moving in. So it's uh, it's good to see you. Haven't seen you as much as the day to day of the football uh, grind of being coaches together. And uh, I look forward to this time that we get to spend and uh, catch up on your experience, both as a player and uh, also as a coach. So what I want to start off with is I want to ask you, Joe. Uh, what was your first memory of Hawking football? Yeah. Um, you mentioned that, you know, when we spoke earlier, yeah, I've got a couple of vague ones, but the first thing that, you know, from when I was young, uh, I mean, I, we, I watched a lot of high school ball growing up. My dad would take us to <clears throat> area games all over. I would say though, uh, it would be 2006. Um, that would my, that was uh, when my brother went to high school, so he would have been a freshman then and just going into the first. So game, your, br- your brother would have been class of 2009, correct? Michael. Yeah. My brother, Mike, yeah, Michael, Michael Marabito, yeah. class of 2009. Yeah. Uh, that was, uh, 2006. So I was like 11 at the time. Uh, first memory was that it was at university school, you know, Saturday morning, uh, playing on Saturday there. It was just kind of, uh, you know, I mean, my, my parents knew some people, but I just remember walking up there and uh, meeting a lot of the people. The, the first people that came to mind actually were um, Mr. and Mrs. Corrin, for anyone listening who remembers them. Uh, their son was a senior, I believe, that season. But, uh, yeah, first thing that struck me, and I'm sure my parents would just say the same thing, just getting to know all the other parents, uh, just a lot of nice, down-to-earth people, uh, very welcoming and from then on, it was uh, every week for quite a number of years. So that was the first one. And I'm not sure if I stayed for the whole game. There was stuff going on, but that would be the first memory. And really that whole season was my first, you know, experience uh, being involved or, or even just watching the football program, you know, week to week. So as a uh, younger sibling. Yeah. You got to see the program uh, sort of through his eyes leading up through. What was that like to watch your brother go through the middle school program and then move up to the high school and be a varsity member and just sort of kind of put those footprints in front of you on the ground that you ultimately were uh, interested in copying for sure? Oh, yeah. I mean, I always liked football. I mean, basically from as far as I remember, uh, I mean, my dad encouraged me, but it was even on my own. And then I think he, he saw that I was interested in it and he, you know, got me into it. But 
uh, yeah, I mean, I was very interested. I just loved it. I loved going to the games. I loved traveling, you know, to the opposing schools, watching. I mean, I wasn't, you know, a lot of kids go to football games. Like my mom will say that, you know, she grew up going to football games. She went to football games for like 18 years, but never really watched. I mean, I was there to watch. So uh, I would say, I mean, it made me just excited, more excited to get up and start high school ball. So I always, always was interested in it. <clears throat> always liked it. Uh, yeah. And enjoyed watching my brother. Uh, and, you know, for me then, I mean, I got, I, I knew some of the players then by the time I was a freshman and we'll probably get to that later, but yeah, I was very familiar with it. Very interested in it. Yeah, Joe, there's people that go to games for the social aspect, and then there's people that go there because they care about the game, and that is you. I know how passionate you are about not just the sport, but the program. So when, yeah. I, hear, when I hear you say that you were at those games, you know, starting at a young age, I know you were there to actually watch and be invested in the outcome and cheer the team on, and it wasn't about meeting up behind the stands or something and, you know, just screwing around with your buddies. Yeah, always was. Yeah, for sure. So Joe, talk about, um, being on that, on that varsity team and the relationships built and the brotherhood that is created by going through either from the, the standpoint of a single season or from a career standpoint, talk about those relationships that you build through this experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll probably mention this a lot. There's something especially special about your senior season, but it is all four years. Like you said, the <clears throat> all through the career. I mean, those are the best friends you make not only in high school, but you know, going forward, I'm we're only a few years out of school still, we're still young, but I'm sure the older uh, players would say the same thing. Uh, yeah. The relationships were outstanding. I mean, that was, that was the best part of it. Um, yeah. It started, we had a, and I'll probably talk more about this later. I mean, we had an interesting class. We were kind of, uh, my class was definitely more on the understated side in terms of personalities, but, um, doesn't mean we didn't have good friendships or anything, but, uh, we, I don't know, we had a good dynamic. We ended up working out really well. Uh, I think our class, especially with the classes around me, you know, every class kind of has a different, <clears throat> a different character, um, I don't know It all gelled, especially when I got to be a senior, you know, the classes take on the, the personality of, uh, well, the team takes on the personality of the seniors and each class has a different, a little bit of a different personality, but yeah, it was great. Just a lot of good memories. So it's really interesting that you say that because it is true. Like the way the team can just sort of take on multiple personalities of those grades and sort of see how they are. You know, you might have a group like yours, that's a little bit more subdued and a little definitely focused. I don't mean subdued from a standpoint yeah. of quiet and timid because your, no, gr your group was yeah. very much um, locked in and very focused with that mindset, but not a, not a, Hey, look at me, spotlight on me, rah, rah. I'm going to talk just to talk type of role. You guys were more when it was said it had value to it. It had weight to it. And it wasn't just, uh, I'm holding a microphone and I can go around and talk, uh, because I'm a senior now. So it is interesting how 
those classes can meld together and form a team and form that brotherhood that uh, different roles, different characters. Yeah, for sure. Joe, I want to ask you, what is your favorite tradition? Oh, you know, I knew this one would be asked and I probably didn't give it enough thought. Uh, well, one thing I would say, I mean, when you're a senior, you put the wings on, on the helmet, uh, before the first game, I enjoyed that a lot for your teammates, right? Yes. And yeah, you do it for all, your teammates. If I remember correctly, all the seniors do it. So as for the, for the listener right now, the helmets are silver with a red face mask cage and they are naked. They are playing the whole two a days when they're issued. Yeah. And we, we go through scrimmages without anything on them. And then the week of our first game, which would have been WRA for your senior year. That's correct. Yeah. Um, the seniors get together in the field house, usually the night before. So on that Thursday or Friday at the end of practice, and you ask everyone on the team to make sure that your helmet is in the locker and that it is there so that you guys can go ahead and put those beautiful wings on the side. Uh, you mentioned that first, go on a well, little bit, go on a little bit further with that. I'm interested, like, well, because that, that's, that's special. I, you know, I guess just the locker room came to mind. And I guess another thing, I'll give you kind of a uh, – I won't give you a single answer, I guess. A couple other things that came to mind. Um, that's okay. Setting up the – and the, a couple of them, I don't know. I'm fixated on the senior thing. But uh, setting up the locker room also, the seniors do that. You know, the, the sophomores and juniors don't do that. You set it up uh, – well, normally you start on a Monday – I mean, it's not arbitrarily the first of the year. So it's like if, if Monday is August 2nd, you know, on July 30th, on Saturday, seniors go up and set up the locker room. That was a lot of fun. Uh, but another one, and I guess maybe this would be a, a good answer. <clears throat> on our walkthrough practice, you know, Thursday practice, uh, we play the uh, college fight song CD on the, on the loudspeakers. That was a good tradition, you know. Those fight songs simple, can get you, simple, get you fired simple, up. But, no, they yeah, can get simple, you fired but up. it was a good, you know, game day. And I always liked college fight songs, so it was kind of added to the game day, uh, you know. Do you have a favorite fight song? Uh, oh, uh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I got a lot of underrated fight songs I like. Give me Nebraska. an under. Give me an underrated. Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska. Okay. Well, they have two fight songs. One, they, you know, touchdown and extra points. Arkansas is underrated. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like Auburn, maybe you could say. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was a great playlist. I think Coach Lintern put that one together. I, I could be wrong about that one. But <laughs> that was, you know, that's a lighter one. I'm sure you'll get lots of different answers for this. I figured I wouldn't give you, uh, you know, cliche. No, I like so that. Those are good ones. No, I like that. And I also like how you started off focusing on the, uh, the locker room piece because, uh, there carries, there carries some weight for two locations during your football career, the locker room, which is physically in the school building in the athletic complex. And that is where you store all of your gear. That's where you get your, you get dressed, you come out. That's where you finish, start and finish your game day, um, experience. And then there's the field house out at the field and that's not used for getting changed or anything. But when we walk out um, yeah. and use it, it's there for a team meeting purpose. And yeah. so th those two locations, 
I would almost say for some is a sacred location if you've been a part of the football program. Yeah, once you know, once you've been in there, and it's uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't put it much better myself. Very special location, definitely. Joe, how about claiming the field? Yeah, that's a fun one. Now you know, uh, again, the the older players. Uh, I mean, everybody's got turf now. So with the turf, you just, you know, you bring the water from campus, Mm -hmm. which uh, if not, you get the dirt, which again, nobody knows about until you're a senior. Nobody knows where the dirt comes from in that old. I wonder if maybe your dad still has that old. um, I don't know what you call it. It's almost like a goblet. It's like a dude. We we are on like we it was like version 5.0 or something with with all the ceramic uh, pots yeah. that were used over the years and then dropped and cracked and stuff. Well, and well by the time we came along, there was someone a went red solo cup at one point because there was like no available pot to use. Well, if you're superstitious, that's probably not a good choice, but I don't know. Maybe it worked out. Maybe they had a good season, but yeah, ours was, I don't know if that was clay or ceramic, uh, but it had a chip in it. Now we did play. We still there was still some grass. So you know? it, we're we have a grass opponent, and we're going on the road, and we and you get, get dirt to, and from we, our field, and we get to their field. What is your ritual as far as where you put it? You put it in the each end zone. Where do you specifically put yours when you get your little pinchful? Though, did you have a system for where you put it? Because I was jersey number three, and so I went to all four pylons, and I took three steps away from the pylon. And that was my location. Did you have a specific spot? I, I didn't know. Did okay. You know what? And I was, uh, I don't know. Everybody's different. I was always before the game, I was always a little tense. I don't know. Yes. But I'll be <laughs> honest. This, this might not be, uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes before the game, the underclassmen would, you know, get on my nerves a little, but I, I would try not to be too, too cr- cranky with them. But Joe, you were, <laughs> Joe, as a player, you were like, already one of the assistant coaches where if you could press fast forward to get through pregame and just get to kickoff, that's what you would want to do. Yeah. I imagine, I imagine Joe, that you were similar where the school day took too long. That that little like window of time between your last class ending eating pregame meal, and then either going out to our field or getting on the bus to go to an away game was torturous for you. And then yeah, if you absolutely. and then if you saw anyone who was sort of a little too loose, <laughs> that that was enough to drive you. Yeah. Well, and uh, well, I had a couple things I was going. Well, yeah. And I'll, you know, as the year goes on, that gets. I mean, partially was our first game. At the at least uh, freshman through junior year was U.S. So obviously we were like, I mean, in a whole different stratosphere for that. But even beyond that as the season goes on, you get more into your routine by week 10, uh, you know, you're kind of loose before the, before, you know, before kickoff pregame, but especially those first couple of weeks, the butterflies are really, well, anyone who's played would, you know, would probably say the same thing. They're really going those first couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. How, <laughs> how about, uh, actually one more, more, one more question about the uh, claiming the field. Who, yeah, yeah. Who was who was the guy in your senior class that was the one at the end? Do you remember where it was Me. like it Me. was you? Yeah. 
which is so interesting because <laughs> usually the person who gets that job and that is everyone has been handed out their dirt and then the last person everyone on the team surrounds and sort of walks walks around and it's sort of where are you going to put it joe where are you going to put it and so they're all yelling they're all yelling at you and it usually requires a little bit of uh animation to it and a little bit of uh crazy i'm surprised that um well, it was you, but maybe as I'm looking at the rest of your classmates, it's like defi- Mark Mergiano would have been good for it, too. But, well, you know, everybody's can be crazy in a different different way. That thing, maybe, you know, that that uh, area, maybe me, not so much. I don't know. You know, hey, <laughs> you take the good with the bad with the job, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, let's take let's take uh, one more. I'll give you a couple and you choose yeah, yeah, you ahead. choose which one you want to do. Do you want to talk are we about still in the traditions category? Yes, we are. Yes, okay, we are. Gotcha. Do you want to talk? Lastly, do you want to talk about fudge? Do you want to talk about zonks? Or do you want to talk about tangs? Well, let's go. Uh, I was never very creative with the old tangers. Let, let's go zonks. Perfect. Yeah. What what is uh what is a lasting sort of impression about those zonk stickers that go? on the back of the helmet well one they last so you know well i don't know if any current players are going to listen to this but you know you can keep them and put them anywhere you want i still have them in my bedroom i remember well here's one memory i think i was uh i was either a freshman or a sophomore an underclassman and uh coach lynn the coach lintern basically said as much as i just said he said well if you go to I think he said, if you go to my parents' house, you can still see on the, uh, all the trim there, you'll find zonks everywhere. So yeah, you know, they last forever. It's, it's just a great keepsake. Everyone's got something from high school. That's kind of what it is for me. Uh, at least I think I still have actually, <clears throat> we were going through the basement recently, at, you know, at my parents' house, I think it was pre-calc uh but there's an old textbook i put mine on my textbook but i have got a <laughs> textbook and whole i'd say about it must have been senior year because we had a lot of zonks we had a good season i'd say it's three quarters of the of like front cover of the textbooks covered in zonks so most of the other textbooks got thrown away that one got saved zonks meet pre-calc that does not happen <laughs> there you uh, go. that does not happen too often yeah, I wish pre-calc had been as successful as our season for me, but <laughs> it, it wasn't meant to be, even with the help of the Zonks. But, uh... <laughs> Zonks were funny because, um, you know, the stickers that go on the back of your helmet and they only go out the week of uh, following up a win and they're given out in the field house. And if you're a young, if you're a young player who doesn't really see the field on varsity, you only get that one for the win. You get one for the win. Everyone gets one for the win. So, So it's like... It, it's almost like going and getting like a treasure from like the dentist office. You get to pick out, you get yeah. your one zonk and it has this like value, but as you play and you start to put in meaningful moments onto the field and you're getting more based on um, what side of the ball you are on, you can accumulate more kind of kind of hitting goals and escalators, either offensively from statistics or number of, uh, 10 play drives and defense. You can get them for yeah. holding, holding the other team to a certain number of yardage or forcing turnovers yeah. and then special All teams, like you said, also categories. And let me add one more thing about that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no individual 
Nope. Now they're based on different different uh, teams, like you said. The first team, the starting offense, starting defense, kickoff team, whatever else. Maybe the, I think punt team if you average. Certain, that, is, uh, that is correct. Yeah, that is correct. So that that takes us to if it was uh, offense and your one position and I'm another position, it doesn't matter if statistically you had a better game or I had a better game. It's we are on yeah. the offensive unit and collectively as an eleven. We get that same zonk. Yeah. Nice. All right, Joe, take a moment. I said that you were an offensive center. Yeah. And, and a defensive lineman. Yeah. A lot of people don't know a lot about what it takes to be an offensive center. Tell us yeah. a little bit what it's like. Well, it's, you know, a little different. Of course, I didn't, you know, I'm not... Uh, you know, I'm not Mike Webster, Marquise Pouncey, but so I mean, you know, we don't we the higher the higher level you get, the harder it's gonna be. I mean, when you're talking pro schemes, it's like, you know, that's one of the most important positions out there. Yeah, we were center. I mean, I guess the first thing I say, both my grandfathers were centers. I remember when I started with peewee football, I played tackle my first year. I played right tackle. But then I, I do remember, I think I, we were at a, we were at some kind of family gathering and it was like, it was early August. And my mom said, well, make sure you tell your grandfather what position you're playing. Cause that's when it started. But anyway, not that we're talking about high school, <clears throat> little different. Uh, well, I'll tell you an interesting anecdote about center. And I, I'm not trying to embarrass anyone, but including myself, because <laughs> part of the story you'll see is my fault. But that first game when I was a senior, um, hot and humid, as you you know, isn't surprising in August. Well, I didn't move around enough during halftime. I was so, you know, it was so hot. I was just, you know, stupid on my part. And I'm sure people were saying move around, stretching. My teammates were stretching. I didn't stretch enough. I got up and I had a cramp. Not from, you know, just from sitting too long. Well, it took a little bit. It took. I think I tried to go out there, warm up. Well, long story short, I missed the first series and we had a fumbled snap. So it just goes to show you, uh, you that that exchange can get dicey real quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember after I graduated, <clears throat> Ian Bell said that. He said, well, you know, I never take a center for granted because this, that's, you know, it's like anything in life. There's, there's stuff behind the scenes that you just take for granted, but someone's got to do it. I mean, snapping the ball, you know. Joe, I would say it is the most important position. You, yeah. said, uh, you said that as you get older, it becomes sort of a more, more important position at the college and pro level. I'd say any level. If you cannot get a clean, consistent snap from well, center to quarterback, yeah. then – you need to find someone else for that position. And that's right. And that's, you're right. And that's strictly physical, just physically snapping the ball, you know? So, yeah, you know, it was, I always, uh, the thing about offensive line, and maybe this is an answer for another question, but I'll just talk now. I, uh, I always liked, you know, like most kids want to just play running back. Well, my dad, my dad didn't play center. He played offensive guard. And like I said, my grandfather's played center. So I was never, you know, boys want to be like their fathers and grandfathers. So I always had no problem with 
the idea of offensive line. Now, I'm not built like my dad at all, which is interesting, but we both ended up playing offensive line. But, yeah, and then I ended up loving defense too, but I'm sure we'll get to that later. But, yeah, so center, you know, a little different. You got to – now anymore, you know, we were still mostly under center, and the gun is different. I took – and the gun, that, that takes work too. I remember when I was – even through – I'm going to say it was junior year – um, cause I would still get a lot of reps with I was kind of in and out on varsity or not varsity. I mean, I was varsity first team defense, I should say. So during team defense, I was still playing a lot of scouts, sophomore and junior year. And I rifled a few snaps over the, uh, the head of the, uh, you know, scout quarterback. And, uh, I think it was probably junior year. I'm embarrassed to say it was that far along. At one time talk just absolutely lost it on me. <laughs> And finally, then I, 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 I think I worked with coach Wilson after, and it's all about the wrist. You gotta, you know, you can't, it's not a flick. You gotta, you gotta just understand how to, how to use the wrist properly. And then it just, you know, it became muscle memory and we never had a problem the rest of, of junior. We never had a problem when I was on first team offense. It all seemed to be on scout. I don't know why, but. We never, and then senior year, we never had a problem. We ran a lot more guns senior year. We never had a problem. So, you know, thanks to Coach Wilson and Tuck. Tuck kind of lit the fire there, but yeah. Yeah, you got to have the proper technique. Uh, if you're, if you're like torquing that thing back full velocity, uh, you got no <laughs> yeah, chance back there. That's right. And you don't want to, <laughs> hey, you'll see it. Well, look at the, I mentioned Marquise Pouncey. Anyone who watched the Browns game, even at that level, it happens. Man, what a way to start the game that was. So it happens. You never know. Would you rather see a zero-tech nose guard lined up right in front of you, or would you rather have someone who shades you? What's your preference but, as a center? Well, uh, you know, it depends on what scheme we're going with, but I would say probably a shade we did a lot of gap schemes, so I never minded that. I always felt like I could handle it on my own. You know, double teams are always more. That's the part of offensive line, I, which is a huge part, but I didn't enjoy it's, uh, you know, you do have to think a little bit and that's more so. And I, I that I'm talking gap scheme. Now I'm, I'm thinking more zone scheme, the part I didn't enjoy. I don't know. Anyway. I'm rambling a little on that, but yeah, you know, it depends on the scheme we're running, but if, if we're, we did a lot of gap schemes, so I'd say a shade. Gotcha. And uh, what, what gave you the most trouble from someone lined up across from you? Is it just someone who is, mm. uh, is quick? Is it someone, is it a team that is stunting and looping or is it someone who's just that immovable, you know, behemoth? Well, I guess yes to all of them. The, the quick, the quick question, nobody really, by the time, at least I was a senior, nobody out could out quick me. Uh, what was, well, I mean, the worst position you could be in is just to have somebody who's physically superior. I had that a couple of times as an underclassman that just comes down to then taking that experience in the off season and putting it into your body. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be the worst. I remember, I mean, there was a guy from Gilmore who went on to play at John Carroll, and I was a skinny little sophomore. And then my junior year, Cardinal. Cardinal always had big guys. Well, I'll tell you, that reminds me, speaking of Cardinal, 
I'll say first junior year, they had a big guy. Uh, he was just good football player. I mean, we won the game, but he gave me a little trouble. And then senior year, uh, as anyone would remember from that time, they would bear crawl a lot. And uh, it wasn't, I don't know what they were, you know, I think they maybe they were trying to fish for holding calls because I got hold, called for a hold late in that game. And I never argued with a referee, <laughs> but I said, what the heck am I supposed to do? You know, I had kind of an underhook on him, but I, I thought it was just a terrible call. And that was, I was pretty frustrated with that. So that I would say, I don't know, anything out of the ordinary, just a, a standard like toad, big guy. That would be my choice. Guy, you can, you know, some two, fat 220 pounder you have as a shade that you can just handle. <laughs> I, I don't mind that at all. So, but I, like I said, it all depends on the schemes and the, uh, what we're doing with the game plan, what kind of player you're playing against. Everybody matches up differently. That's one of the lessons with football. Everybody matches up differently. So, yeah. All right, so we're going to start with the 2011 junior campaign uh, season that was a six and four finish. That's correct. Yep. And as you have already mentioned, we were still in the week one university school as our opponent. Um, so we can start there. That would have been your last game against university school because yeah. we, did not, we did not have them on the schedule your senior year. Uh, memories of that last. Uh, go around against the preppers um boy we had some opportunities uh 362 for them and 174 for us yeah Yeah, we struggled offensively in the second half i mean here's what i remember uh you know on paper they have the advantages as uh i mean i think most people would know what they are they have more manpower you know the two deep is a little deeper for them. We came out, we moved the ball. We had a great drive, ended in a turnover. Um, you know, I mean, what I remember, I guess, uh, we, I mean, we went there, we went there sophomore year. It was at their place. I mean, we were just outmatched. They were, you know, just a better team, more talented, older, more experienced, etc. Uh, I mean, I remember on the first play, I was just so, you know, and that was my first experience with varsity football, losing a football game. I mean, it's, you know, you know how it goes. Anybody, anybody who's played knows. So I was, that was a sour taste and, uh, you know, motivation wasn't a problem for us. We were obviously wanted that game big time. We knew this was going to be the last meeting. Uh, I mean, I, I think, well, yeah, we started with the ball. I was on KOR. I mean, I hit some kid pretty hard on KOR. I was so ready to go. Same thing, first play. They had some kid, he was a year older than me, I think, who would have been a senior at nose guard. And I think he went down with an injury on the first play. I mean, I was was pretty pumped up. No, we were taking it to him. I mean, they had some pretty uh, impressive talent on the lines, but we were taking it to him in the first half. Just couldn't finish drives, you know, so almost doesn't count at football. You know, that's just how it goes. 
couple of bad turnovers. Um, yeah, but really, we we I believe we should have gone into halftime with a lead. Uh, it was it was zero zero. They scored literally as the clock expired. Correct. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, it would they they I mean they had put a little drive together, but uh, I think it was in the corner of the end zone, and the kid went up, and I I, I believe he was being covered by Ian Bell, who had very good coverage and he just made a great play and then the second half you know they frankly they wore us down uh they returned the opening kick of the second half did they yeah so i don't even remember that 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 was a last play going into half first play coming out and that was just swing well that's funny because they had a kick return when i was a freshman too oh that game went a little better but uh yeah i mean what i remember is I guess other than that kickoff, not a lot of big plays. They, they put together a couple drives and scored. Um, yeah, you know, not a, not a great memory, but no, it was not learned, yeah. something you learned from. I mean, sometimes, you know, you're just not good enough and you have to get better. So it's always, there's always more to do. You know, we thought, thought we did enough to win the game going in and we didn't. So Right. Yeah. So week two is Lutheran West, and uh, we write the ship. We convert, yeah. convert and put the ball in the end zone at a much higher rate, and we come away with a 34-7 to victory. Yeah. And we want thoughts for every game, right? I mean, I remember that game fairly well. That game was extremely hot. Uh, that was one of those things, and the old-timers would probably call us soft for this. But the they, OHSA had built-in water breaks. So you had to, like, once a quarter, you know, you, go, you got 12-minute quarters in high school. So I'm guessing at six minutes, in first, second, third, fourth quarter, they stopped. Everyone got water. It was extremely hot. <clears throat> I don't remember what Lutheran West record was that year. It was always – we saw them at the beginning of the year, and then uh, they always seemed like a perennial 5-5 five and five team, and they would – every game would be within a touchdown for them, which – for the computer points, it was always like, you know, they would lose a couple of games in overtime and we were hoping they'd help us out. But so I don't, I don't recall what their record ended up being, but what I remember uh, offensively, we had some good matchups where we got the ball in space and they, I don't think tackled very well in space. And uh I don't know how many we ended up scoring, but it was a it was a big win. I'm gonna guess 35-7. It was 34-7, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was close. Uh they were pretty tough up front. Um I played about half the game on defense. You know, I wasn't. I was still uh personally, you know, you get you gotta you gotta get broken in. You don't become you don't become uh you know, a great football player overnight, but still learning how to play defense at the varsity level. But yeah, it was a good win. Uh, Jeremy Simmons, I think, you know, as always made a lot of plays. I think Greece, like I said, we made a lot of plays and made a lot of plays in space. Jeremy went over the hundred yard mark in week one and week two. Yeah. So two big performances. Yeah. And, and he had some receiving yardage so a lot of yards after catch for sure i would remember most about that game i guess if you could say one thing a lot of yards after catch and we must have played well defensively because they only scored one touchdown so and then yeah that was a good win and then we went into week three and we went over to gilmore 
Yeah. And uh, handled them pretty well with a 33-0 shutout. Yeah, that was a goose egg. And uh, we had a bad loss against them the year before. Again, a learning experience. Uh, They were probably, I would say, kind of in a rebuilding, uh, whatever you would call it. I don't want to call it a rebuilding era in high school. But I think um, they had just – I think that was coached – anyone remembers coach Dodd over at Gilmore. That was probably his first year. So they were getting a new coaching staff in and we were, I think it's safe to say probably more talented and uh, sure. That's yeah. I don't probably could have won that game by more again. I'm not, I don't mean that as disrespect or anything, but probably could have won it by more, but yeah, we were, I would think safe to say the superior team. So that felt good to get that W that was you know, that might've been my last high school game played on Saturday too, which was fine. I hated Saturdays again, apologies to the older players, but yeah, that's all all good. Yeah. (laughs) So week four is a away game at Kirtland. Uh, We are definitely on the short end of that one, 42 to eight game five. uh, We are back home against, against Fairport Harbor, the skippers, and uh, the offense is clicking that night, and Jeremy Simmons sets a school record, which is still held, which is 399 on the ground. Uh, six touchdowns were able to hang half a hundred. Um, that was uh, that was a pretty uh, pretty special night to be able to watch Jeremy uh, do what he did. I'm wondering, from a lineman standpoint, if you kind of had any idea that the number of yards was that much or if it, uh, we had an idea, uh, especially, well, uh, many of those yards were in the second half. Um, so a couple quick things about that game, Fairport, you know, historically, I mean, we mostly had W's against them. They were going through a nice little, they had a lot of talent in my class particularly. So would have been juniors that year. They were kind of coming up. They had put together some nice wins. Um, they kind of peaked. <clears throat> excuse me. Interestingly, we didn't get to play them the next year. It would have been a great matchup. They made the playoffs in 2012. It was like the first time in, I don't know, it was like 25 years. Uh, but they had a lot of talent in that class. I think, you know, they had a good coaching staff. They were kind of on the up. I ended up playing with a lot of those guys in the senior bowl, a lot of good guys, but uh, yeah. So the first half was actually, you know, I mean, it was within a couple scores and they put one in right before half. Uh, It was 14 to 14 at half. It was tied. Okay. There you go. Now. Yeah. um, We started off slow offensively. One thing about junior year, again, not good, but we seem to start slow offensively junior year. Um, they were throwing the ball a lot. And then they had one player, very talented. I mean, not, not the most physically naturally gifted, but just a really tough football player. He was making like every tackle. (laughs) Uh, and we had, we had a kind of a rotation going at left guard because I think Nick Barnett had gotten, um, concussed. So we had kind of shuffled some personnel around we were just having trouble trouble getting to him he was like we were pretty much executing minus one assignment and we could not get this kid blocked 
and he was making every tackle from gains, mind you, four or five, six yard gains. But what happened partially, and I don't want to give all the credit to this kid on Fairport, but he, I believe, got concussed in the third quarter. And when he went down, uh, that's really when the yard started to rack up. Not to take away credit from what our offense, and particularly Jeremy, did. It was, you know, like you said, it was a record. So, yeah, we, we ended up racking up the yards in the second half. But, uh, yeah, that was not a, a slouch Fairport team, you know, for anyone listening. They were they were improving. They made the playoffs the next year. Uh, again, it's, it's kind of a shame we didn't play them. It would have been a good matchup then senior year, but. Yeah. Stati- statistical comparison here. We had 476 on the ground for a 9.3 yards per play, yeah. play average. They had 18 yards rushing for 0.9 yards per carry. So yeah. little, little not, difference. Not that anyone cares, but that was also when I had my first varsity sack, I do believe. Again, oh, we not, care. Tell us not about, to talk it. about. No, we not care. To talk about personal acts. We're, we're here for that, Joe. Tell us about that first varsity sack. That was in the second half. Like I said, they were throwing the ball a lot. Um, what was well? We were in like a. What were we playing? We were playing like a three-four, and I, it was like a four-zero-four alignment. So I was head up. We had a contained rusher because I kind of crashed in just right on the quarterback. There was so was it a was it a move? Was it uh, just beating your guy around the corner? What, what think, do we do here? I, Power I hands? Just, do think, we do a little think, rip in? It was an inside rush. Like I said, okay. I think we had a contained rusher on my side, which is always fun if you're a defensive lineman. You don't have to worry about that. You can just pin back your ears. I think I just beat him inside. I don't remember what move, but uh, yeah, it felt great. That's when we were really kind of pulling away, I remember, in the game. So, anyway, a little personal uh, anecdote. Not that, no, we need, we jump in with <laughs> jump in with as many of those as you want, Joe. The, there's, no, okay. uh, there's no shame in bragging about that first it. sack. Come well, on. like I said, what I would say <laughs> over the over – the, I mean, by the time I was a senior, I just loved playing defense. Uh, you know, and I kind of learned how to play defensive line. I mean, you learn, you learn in practice, of course but I was really applying it and getting a, a feel for it and really starting to have fun with it as the year went on. That was our, whatever it was, fifth game. So starting to really have fun on the defensive side of the ball, really learning, you know, a lot of things you do in football don't seem natural. So like using your hands defensively, um, it might not, you know, kids probably want to use their shoulder at first and part of that comes with strength in the weight room, but you learn how to use your hands. And uh, that's kind of what I remember. I was starting to really learn and apply, you know, what I'd been coached to do, which you know, the coaches were probably thinking, yeah, it's about time, but you know, that's how it, how it progresses often as a football player in high school. So, yeah, for sure. So week, uh, Week six is against Richmond Heights at Richmond Heights. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this. This game was an absolute, what a terrible weather game. Uh, The rain was coming down. The field was just an absolute sloppy mess. We had 202 yards rushing, did not attempt to pass the whole night. Uh, They had negative two net yards rushing, no completed passes. We outscored them 43 to zero. So... Um, yeah, all I would say about that, I mean, you know, you talked about the game. Just 
pack an extra shirt. I wore short sleeves, coldest I've ever been in my life. And I'm that's not hyperbole. Yeah, that was. I've, uh, gotten, I've gotten caught, caught in snowstorms too outside without shelter, coldest I've ever been. So in the following week, which is game seven, we are out at Independence. And this is a 21 to seven victory for the Hawks. Uh, very close competitive game as we had a nice string against the Blue Devils. Um, we did. Yeah. Around this time. So thoughts of that game? Yeah, that, I'm, I would guess that was our best game of the year um, on both sides of the ball. It took a while to get going off and what we only scored three touchdowns, but they, they put one in early in the first half and, you know, coach Moses wasn't real happy with us, but we really, then we played very well uh, defensively up front, particularly we drew We drew a lot of uh, false starts. I remember, I think we drew about five false starts off them. Uh, our defensive linemen. Yeah, we played very well up front uh, defensively. Uh, you know, offense, it was a couple big plays. One of them was like a fourth and short that we broke. Um, I think that was in the second half. Yeah, played very well. Very well. A lot of fun. That was a fun game. Fun game defensively. I always liked, you know, the more teams run, the more fun it was as a as a defensive lineman. I know pass rushing is fun, but when it's just dink and dunk, you know, like what, kind of like what the Steelers did this past season, you know, as a defensive lineman, those aren't the most fun games to play in. Sure. Just quick release type, you know, offenses. Game eight, um, a home contest against Calga Heights, a very strong Calga Heights team. Um, probably not much to share on this one. That was a uh, shutout loss. Yeah, that, they shut us out. Yeah. I mean, they dominated the game. Again, I would call it a learning experience, uh, gut check. I mean, that really motivated me from then on out. I mean, you know, losses like those, you got to you gotta learn from. I did. I mean, I know. I, I remember after that game, I just said, I don't want to do that again. You know, losing is one thing, but getting shut out at home. So, yeah, learning experience, uh, like you said. Yeah, and so, and so learning experience you talk about and taking that um, – that opinion of, Hey, I'm not going to let that happen again. We come back game nine, uh, and we have a game at home against Cardinal and we shut them out now. 25 zero. Yeah. I don't think, let me, let me, uh, I don't remember a ton about that game. I mean, like I said, they had a, they had a very good nose tackle, big guy, you know, big old country boy, uh, good, good athlete. Uh, Jay Bones went for 186 and three. Yeah, I mean, that's all you need to know, right there. Yeah, ran the ball a lot. You know, that was at home. So yeah, yeah last home game. So game ten, uh, we are heading over to Wycliffe, and this is probably one of the top three, three to five worst uh, fields I've ever seen a game played on. Uh, it was the muddiest thing. That, yeah, that it was it was pretty bad. I mean, it was nothing like Richmond Heights earlier that year. But well, Richmond yeah, I mean, Richmond Heights had the standing water, and they had the field that um, was being destroyed during the game. Wickliffs, we actually showed up, and we wondered why we were playing there. And I think both teams kind of going in right around five hundred. 
the idea was they didn't want to give up a home game to come over and play on our turf. So they mm. wanted to host. And so we get over there and we're like, how in the world are we going, going to play a game on this field? Because it had been chewed up the week before. And I remember that from an offensive uh, play calling standpoint, being on the headset with my dad and we were just like, if we get to this hash, we're keeping it and running it boundary every time because you can't go back to the middle where it's just eaten up. So it was like the field was actually dictating a lot of the directional play calls that we were making that evening. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I kind of had forgotten that, but that, that is very true. Uh, I do remember now going out for warmups before the game, how, uh, yeah, the field, that that's another game, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, I got to tip my hat to Wycliffe. I, I think we could have won that game, probably should have. Uh, again, kind of a learning experience, I guess. I mean, I, maybe I'll talk about it more later, but when you're a junior, you know, I don't think we played our best that night. Uh, sure. Not Definitely not the way we wanted to end the season, so – so, like I said, that was a six and four campaign, and we're going to get into the senior season review of uh, your your nine and two campaign. But I want to start off with this: uh, you were voted on by your peers, by your teammates, to be one of the captains. And I'm wondering, what did that mean for you to be voted on by your peers to be a captain? Well, it was an honor, definitely an honor. Uh, you know it was interesting going into that year. I mean, we had kind of high expectations junior year. I, I don't think we had as much, well, we meaning uh, maybe not the guys in the room, but just around, you know, maybe if you, if you talk to the local sports writers or whatever, the kids in our school who didn't play football, I don't know how much they expected, but so to me it was, you know, it was a big responsibility. I mean, I felt like, you know, we got to, it's up to us to make this, make what we're gonna out of this season so um yeah i mean that was determined i think during the summer so so what type of leader did you try to be joe for your teammates well i mean the first thing i i tried to set the tone i mean like i said that the team is going to take on the the persona of the seniors and particularly the captains uh you know i mean you're going to outwork everyone I, I, on the I'm field. A smiler. Yeah. I mean, you know, I like to have a good time, but when it came to football, I was serious, you know? So that was the first thing I wanted to keep everybody, you know, focused, I guess. Uh, and, you know, set the tone for what the, the, the level of play and the level of intensity is going to be like for practice, you know, uh, everything about football basically you've got to set the tone i mean that's the first thing i would say and you have to you know you have to do it yourself i mean words you need words but you've got to you've got to do it yourself and then you've got to make others do it you've got to you've got to do it yourself the way you want it done and then you've got to bring other people up to that standard basically is how i would put it so it was tri captains that year so it was you mark mergiano and ryan ryan stilson we added mark later um, you know, I could talk, I, I don't want to say it all now. I, I got a lot to say, I guess, about our senior year. It was originally just me and Ryan. And then, uh, Mark ended up being such a leader for us that, and then the combination that Ryan, uh, 
I think it was a collapsed lung or something like that. It was some kind of lung injury he had during one of our last double sessions. So he was out. I, re- I remember that play vividly. We were, um, he went up and came down on it and then, yeah, uh, came right down on his back it. and we were like, yeah, saw him getting up slow and thought, Oh man, Ryan, uh, Ryan lost his air. And then he kind of rolled over onto his knees and when he, uh, spit a little bit of blood out, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, that was a, let's, let's make sure he's know, he okay. Came back, he came back fairly soon. Yeah. So anyway, so then we made Mark, uh, Mark ended up, you know, being a captain. Like I said, he just pretty much right off, right off the bat. As soon as the season started, I mean, he, yeah, he strong became, fit though, strong fit to be a captain. There. I'm glad that, yeah, that, I mean, that the situation the, worked out for Mark because he's absolutely. a strong captain. I mean, look, I've played softball with Mark. Well, he plays on like four different leagues. Okay. I've played in like the lowest level church softball league with him. He's one of the most competitive people I've ever met. So good fit <clears throat> again, setting the tone. I mean, he's, you know, he's not a lollygagger. He's a competitive guy. Great fit. Yeah. So we start off that senior campaign, a week one home contest against WRA. We're getting them back on the schedule. And before we get started about that specific game, you have you have the luxury of as a junior, you're blocking for Jeremy Simmons. And then yeah. <laughs> your senior year, you're blocking for Kari Anderson, two extremely yeah. talented running backs. Very, very talented. And it shows immediately week one as Kari goes for 196 and five. Uh, but that that finish was Hawk and 40 and WRA 14. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm looking at a picture of you in the scrapbook, and you're getting home on the quarterback. And ah. I know that you got half sack credit for this, but I'm watching, I'm looking at the picture and I'm like, he deserved full credit. That was a full, well, sack. Hey, you know, <laughs> that's okay. There, there are more of those. I can tell you about those later, but no, uh, they did some, what I remember about that game, one, the heat, obviously, I mean, not like it was some unique thing. It was August hot and humid as always hot and humid. Um, they just did a bunch of wacky stuff. They were like, I don't know, probably like, you know, while older football fans like Hayden Fry's first year at Iowa, they're just doing stuff. It's like, what are they even doing? And it's the first game of the year. You don't know. I mean, you, yeah, you get scrimmage film, but you don't, you know, you, it's kind of a crapshoot on what you're going to get. He, but, was a, uh, he was a first year head coach, Joe, and his, uh, his sort of approach to the game was similar to, um, I'm blanking on the school right now, but there's a really good competitive private school in the Arkansas um, area and they don't punt and they kick onside kicks. And that's just kind of their thing. They're going to play. Yeah. The, they the they're yeah, going to play the analytics of uh, this will work out for us. And uh, it, it, it didn't Joe. I think the thing with that WRA game is even though it ends 42 to 14 in the first half, it was uh, a lot closer than we kind of anticipated. Yes. Um, we had a little bit of an issue at the beginning of the year with not finishing drives. That was kind of an issue. Um, and, you know, hey, the first game's always, you never know what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, it was a little little too close for, for taste. And then I mentioned earlier, I had a cramp, which I'm still embarrassed about. It's just, you know, a little embarrassing. We had a turnover, we had a bad snap. They just got a couple breaks and then the game's tied. And then we kind of just, I think we all got together and said, well, Hey, you know, 
Yeah, for sure. This isn't happening. We're, we just kind of took over and started making some plays and took it to them. And I remember kind of the icing on the cake, I think late in the third quarter, Andrew Wakefield, uh, senior, fellow senior defensive back, I would say an underrated player. Uh, it might have been a tipped ball. It was a kind of a weird – the way it happened, it was like people didn't know it had happened at first. But he intercepted the ball. Uh, I was one of the lead blockers. I remember it was along the far sideline. 52 yards. Towards the practice 50 field. Yards, yeah. Took it in for six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was really when we pulled away. But I just – and one other thing I remember about that game, just how hot it was. I remember the very last snap, then we got the ball <clears throat> like inside the 20 and whatever it was, 41 to 14. And the game was over. All you had to do was run off the clock. And the last snap, it was down to like the game clock. There was a small difference. We had to have one more snap, but it would have been enough time. Ian Bell would not snap the ball. <laughs> Finally, I turned around. I said, I'm exhausted. Just snap the ball so we can end the game. So, e, so Ian Bell is being classic me, but, quarterback, uh, which is aware of the back judge's hand going up with the five-second count remaining. He's in communication with the sideline, making sure that we don't snap it too early. And you, as the exhausted two-way lineman who has already spent time out because of a cramp, is like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The ref was laughing at me. You know, he got a kick out of it. Yeah. You know, turned out and turned it into a good win. Turned into a good win. Good way to set the tone. One thing I want to mention, I wrote down, uh, you could talk about this anytime really for any game, at least in the regular season, we scored first in every single game. That was a big area of improvement for my junior year. And it was just, I don't know. It was something about that team, uh, that was very, you know, positive aspect. We were always ready to go. And also a good testament to that we had good game plans. We For had good sure. So drives. anytime you can start the year 1-0, and that is, uh, that is a good thing. And so we go into week two, and we have Lutheran West at Lutheran West. Yeah. And that was, like I've said, it's always a bit of a crapshoot with them because not a lot of common opponents, you get – you. You get, you know, scrimmage film. I mean, we got their week one film too, but. And then it always seemed with them, you know, and I'll spoil the ending. We never lost them. I was in high school, but you would beat them and then you'd go throughout the year. It was like every game for them was like within one score and they would always go about half and half, five and five. And, you know, for the purpose of computer points, obviously we would watch that. But that game was another hot one. We were very undermanned. I mentioned that injury to Ryan Stilson, uh, so he didn't play. And Seth King turned out some kind of health condition we discovered where I don't know what it was, if it was with his kidneys or – but he was having some issue with hydration. He just couldn't get himself hydrated, not for lack of trying. It wasn't like he was out, you know, <laughs> drinking Mountain Dew all night. And then it was a health problem. He spent a couple of days in the hospital, actually, after the first game. Because uh, we all visited him on that Saturday morning after the game. So anyway, we were a little, we were a little shorthanded, and it kind of turned into a dogfight that game. Uh, I think if we played them later in the year at home, we probably could have put another couple touchdowns on them. But uh, it, it was a tie game. It was kind of you know tit for tat in the first half, and then we put together a nice drive in the fourth quarter. 
Yeah, fourth quarter go-ahead score capped off by a six-yard run by Josh Walters, junior Josh Walters, Walters. who is fullback yeah. and Mike linebacker. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good win. I mean, uh, they weren't the best opponent we played, but it was, you know, a little bit of adversity. They had definitely a body advantage and num- sheer numbers. But, um yeah, a good a good win for us, and a good uh, a lot of guys showed some character in that game. It's younger guys who had to step in. We had, you know, I think a couple underclassmen who had yeah, to step for up sure. and uh, fill in for a little, and just uh, upperclassmen who got no breaks. And a notable notable statistic about that game is, I believe that was the three hundredth victory in program history. So that was uh, that's okay. that's kind of cool there. Uh, there so we go. go into week three, and we are hosting a home contest against one of our rival schools down Som Center Road, Gilmore Academy. Uh, the game finishes up in a twenty-eight to fourteen victory for the good guys. Uh, Hawks on top. What do you remember about that game? Well, I was pretty angry that we didn't win by more. Uh, and I don't mean disrespect to them, but I thought we were the better team and we outplayed them and the score didn't reflect that so much. We really dominated the first half. And I should say Gilmore, I mentioned they got a new coach when I was a sophomore. They were clearly improving. I mean, they had a good, we're building a good program, but I thought we were the better team. Uh, We played a very good first half, really just ran the ball up and down the field, a couple good drives. I, um, you know, there were a lot of missed opportunities. One of them, I remember, I think Mark Mergiano re- returned a punt before half down to like their 20. We just ran out of time, but we really should have put one in before half. And then what happened in the third quarter, there were two very untimely turnovers. We got the first, we got the ball. Um, I mean, they scored twice. I'm thinking one of them might have been in the first half, but I don't have the box score in front of me. 21-7 at half. So it must have happened first. We had the ball. I think we drove all the way down the field and we fumbled on like the one. Okay. Uh, they got, and then I don't know how many possessions happened. Then we got the ball. They must have punted. We got the ball with deep in our own territory and we fumbled again. I was, well, not just me. I don't want to make this about me, but a lot of us were like, this is ridiculous. You know, we're not finishing drives and then we're giving them a scoring opportunity. They ran the ball a couple times. We stuffed them. I'll I'll uh, I'll hang the DBs out to dry. I think they threw to get in. Yeah, they, they hit a, a slant their their touchdown scored. in the first half was a over the top fifty one yard bust um, in the secondary, and then their second uh, second score was a shorter variety pass under ten yards. But that was their second. They had they had no running game. Um, they were they were held to under 50 yards for the game. So as you can imagine, under two yards per carry. And conversely, um, well, our, our rushing attack was uh, was quite balanced. So we led off with Kari with 107 yards and two touchdowns. Walters had 67 on the ground and a touchdown. And Stilson had 67. Uh, and then Seth King returning from that sort of fluke freak injury that you're talking about had 33 yards. 
Yeah, I, I kind of said it in the beginning. It was, I mean, hey, you're always good to take a W, but, you know, you always want more. But uh, I felt like, we, hey, we played well fundamentally in terms of blocking, tackling, winning the line of scrimmage, uh, taking care of the ball, maybe not so much. But when you bring back the helmet trophy, right? Yeah, that, well, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of there. I should have mentioned. I should have mentioned that for junior year because that's when that started. Yeah, because that was the first that was the first installment of the helmet trophy. Air air quotes for those that can't see. So week four is a uh, contest uh, at at home against Berkshire, and that's a thirty five fourteen victory. So running the record up to four and zero. A pretty, uh, a pretty good game again on the ground. Curry again eclipses 100 yards and puts in two more TDs. Uh, Ian Bell is very uh, efficient. Not a lot of pass attempts, but goes well over uh, 100 and finishes with two, two touchdown passes. You, I might add, have one of your senior year sacks. Hey, well, in that hey, that's you know, it's like yeah. Yeah, um, that was for one of our best games. We really played well against Berkshire. Um, I guess I'll – well, first I'll say they were pretty tough. You know, if you go back and look at their schedule, they played like seven playoff teams. Um, in fact, I'm jumping ahead, but we were hoping we would draw Youngstown Liberty in our playoff draw because we had game film of them against Berkshire, and we felt like we would have matched up very well with them but that was their week one game. They were tough. They had, um, they were pretty good up front. A lot of big boys. I remember going out for the coin toss. Okay. And uh, it was their tackle. We later, I got to know in the senior bowl a little bit and their quarterback, they both looked like lumberjacks. I mean, they had full beards and uh, yeah, they had some talented kids. They, I think they ripped one of their tight end in the first half. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I, I remember that game very well. Uh, yeah, they were, they were good up front, pretty tough. They hit pretty hard. It was just a good, clean high school football game, mostly on the ground. But you mentioned Ian Bell, very efficient. And I keep saying we're, you know, we're running the ball in all these games. But he was – we didn't throw a lot, but it was definitely a weapon we had. I mean, a lot of high schools can't throw. We had – someone who could throw and we had someone who could catch merge Mark Mergiano. In fact, one of those touchdowns, uh, it was like 60 yards after catch. I mean, Mark just made a couple moves and then outran everybody in the first half. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a good weapon. And we will, uh, we'll definitely spotlight Mark's receiving abilities a little bit later when we get to that yeah. Cardinal yeah. game. I will go back. I will go back and correct a mistake that I made. Uh, I said that Kari went over 100 yards. Kari Anderson actually had to uh, be held out of most of that game with a sprained yeah, ankle. Seth. It was Seth. It was Seth King who went in and went over the 100 yard mark with two touchdowns. So apologies on that mistake. Uh, uh, game five now is a road contest over at Newberry High School. Um, this game got out of hand real quick. And finished finished up at fifty three to seven for the Hawks. A uh, a who's who of ground attack. We had uh, Seth King go for two hundred and thirty one on eleven carries and five TDs. Good to have Seth back for the second straight week. Stilson eclipsed just barely the hundred yard mark and had a touchdown. 
and then Walters and Mergiano and Adam Stilson and uh, even underclassmen Logan Lair all got into the mix and had a lot of success. Um, first time sack artist Brandon Yonel. Yes, I do. Get get gets in on that. Uh, Ryan Stilson and Mark Mergiano also on the defensive end, making their presence felt by getting interceptions. So um, all sorts of spreading the wealth. And I will even go one further and talk about Jared Burr getting a huge tackle for loss. So uh, a definite uh, a definite uh, decided victory and one where a lot of people got uh, got to put some stats up. Yeah, you want me to give a some thoughts there? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, there's a lot of names I want to mention. Maybe I'll mention at the end. Jared was one of them. He also played. Well, he played mostly. He was more of an offensive player. Um, but he started every game as a senior. Very smart football player. Good friend of mine. I guess I'll, maybe I'll talk more about him later. But yeah, the Kari from then on was uh, had a lot of nagging injuries. I mean, he put on quite a show the first couple weeks, and then we were lucky. We had we had a nice little stable and when he went down, Seth came back. So it was, yeah, we, you know, like you said, it got out of hand quick. Uh, what I do remember about that game and Jared reminded me of this, we went to a game a couple of years ago and uh, I was, I'm guessing it was their last possession in the first half. We put most of the second teamers, JV young guys in uh, on defense. Well, Newberry ripped a couple long ones and they scored. So I don't know if it was like 28, 35, seven, something like that. Well, we got into the locker room. I, and there was, there was a lot of smiling and you know how it is. Well, I, I pretty much screamed at particularly the young guys, you know, I don't think they were expecting that, but I, I wanted the goose egg and just getting back to what you were asking me before about, you know, what it's like when you're a senior and I wanted to set the tone so I felt a little bad about it later, but I probably could have gone about it better. But, hey, we got the point across and it's good experience, you know. But you do want to respect your opponent, too. I mean, you know, we were a superior team, but Newberry has tough kids and sad to see their sad to see the sure. school close, too. But, um, yeah, you know, it was good to get another W. And, uh, yeah, we didn't know. We hadn't played Newberry in – Many, many years. I mean, even well before I was there. So that was our first contest against the Knights in a long time. So game six. So in traveling to Calga Heights, we suffered the first loss of the year, a 28 to 14 setback. Uh, one that it is uh, 14 to 14 at halftime. And we just felt like we missed a couple opportunities and really should have had the lead going into Absolutely. halftime. I think Calga Heights, I think if you had uh, asked them at that time, they were probably thinking we're pretty fortunate that it's 14s mm-hmm. at half because it really should have been at the very least 21 to 14, if not 20. Agreed. 14. Yeah, actually, my dad worked with a guy from Valley View. Uh, his kids weren't in high school, but he w- went to all the games. He said, yeah, we first half, you know, we wasn't looking good, you know, for them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember a lot about that game. Like I said, I mean, we hadn't been close to them uh, in years prior. And, hey, I wanted that game. I had that game circled. I mean, that was, like you said, always strong team from them. Well-coached, talented, very tough kids. Um, What I remember, a few things. I mean, I can talk a lot about this game, but 
we had a really good game plan. They ran a, a defense that was very similar to ours. They ran like a three, four. And if I remember correctly, we ran a lot of power in the first half and we were checking it based on their alignment and it was working, was working Correct. really, really well for us. Um, again, like I mentioned, we scored first, uh, especially in the first quarter, we were really moving the ball. Um, I mean, they were having a lot of trouble with our running game. Um, I, to me that, you know, the, the point I wish if we could go back to one point, it was, we scored, uh, it was the second quarter. We scored to go ahead 14, seven, they fumbled a kickoff. We got the ball in about the 35, I'm going to guess, 30 or 35. And I was going crazy. I was like, man, it's happening. It's finally going to happen here. And, you know, you got to give them credit. They made a stop. They made us, they stopped us. We didn't get in. And uh, then they went down and put one in before half. So, like you said, it was tied at halftime. Um, You know, the second half, they made a lot of adjustments. I mean, to their credit, they made some defensive adjustments that, uh, kind of rattled our run game a little bit. And, uh, from what I remember, a couple, couple big plays they made on offense. I mean, it was, Hey, it was two good teams. They had a lot of playmakers. Um, you know, another thing I'll mention, I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this game, you know, Hey, we kept fighting. I mean, at one point, you know, by the fourth quarter, it was a, it was a two touchdown deficit. The clock was ticking, but all our, our seniors were still playing. I remember, I mean, Merge was still fighting, going up, fighting for balls. I was still, we were doing everything we could up front. That was one of those games, you know, I, I said, well, physically, I gave it everything I have. We, I mean, we were spent, but we just didn't take advantage of the opportunities. So you face a good team like that, a perennial playoff team, got to take advantage of the opportunities. Um, yeah, that one stung. First loss, the only loss of the regular season. Um, that one hurt. Like I said, we wanted that one. I had that one circled all off season. I mean, that was the game we wanted to go out and win. Yeah, for sure. So we go into game seven. Uh, we return home against Independence. And uh, this is a, man, you, you talk about the previous week against Cowga Heights being a hard fought. Uh, battle this one continued for another four quarters and was decided by one score and it was a 7-0 victory with the lone touchdown being scored by josh walters at about the last second just about they got the ball back with very little time um that was like you said we had a number of good games with them and for a while there we came out on top for a couple of years um yeah, they they I don't believe crossed the 50 in the second half. So they weren't doing much offensively. It was again we few drives that we just couldn't finish. You know, we were moving the ball fairly well just stalling out here and there. There weren't a lot of turnovers from what I remember. It was just hey, it was one of those games. It was like nobody could score. Um, you know, it finally came down to in the fourth quarter, I think again, the seniors and, and we had extremely ta- I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about seniors the whole time. We had some very talented juniors who, you know, so I don't want to, I mean, our, I think the seniors just kind of said, well, it's time to score and we'll do whatever we have to. If it means running the ball up the middle, every play, that's what we'll do. And me, Sam, Jared, we just, uh, I mean, we ran up basically a dives, 
like 10 plays in a row. And if I remember correctly, uh, Merge got a number of carries. And I should mention that. I talked about him earlier. Very talented receiver, but he would get carries too. He was a pretty big guy, taller than me, big hands, big bones, just athletic body. And he would carry the ball. I mean, he was just a tough guy that you could give the ball to if you wanted. I think it was like he would start in the slot. Maybe he would, it would be like an arc motion, you know, and then he'd get the ball and he'd yeah, a little backfield yeah. motion. So when Kari kind of rolled that ankle for the first time, it was where else can we, you know, find another piece? Because we don't, we're not just comfortable with just one ball carry. We want to have three, maybe even four options. And so we started to implement uh, a little bit more of a run ground attack for Mergiano as well, in addition to Ryan Stilson yeah. and Walters and Seth King. So that's more right. So yeah, and then Walters was the one who finally punched it in. And if I remember correctly, the play we scored and it wasn't blocked terribly well, but he, you know, just carried it in. So I shouldn't say just seniors, everybody. We just willed it into the end zone. Finally, we. Yeah, fourth that's down. right. Fourth down from the two that's yard right. line. So we, we finally scored. finished the drive so, and it was like, you know. With one Oh five yeah, left on the and clock. then uh, they got the ball and they couldn't do much. I think. I might have gotten to the quarterback there at the end, and you you are you are uh, definitely given credit for yeah. a full sack this game, <laughs> and so is, and I believe this might have been his first career sack, John. Arnold. Yeah, that's I do remember that now, and I haven't mentioned John. He was another name I wrote down. I well, I, you know what? I'll mention that at the end, but yeah, it was uh, good to get back in the win column. Um, yeah, we weren't going to let that one get away. I think we just kind of said, well, we'll do whatever we have to do. If we have to run it up the middle, we'll run it up the middle, whatever. So going into game eight, staying at home, Richmond Heights coming to play us, um, a 42-14 to 14 victory. Uh, pr- I probably don't have a lot to mention here with this game, but the, the couple things I do want to mention are this. Mark Mergiano, you had just mentioned, was getting reps now in the backfield. Kari Anderson's ankle flared up again, so he did not register um, a carry in the game. Mergiano, who is a very talented receiver, now proves his worth as a ball carrier out of the backfield as he goes for 119 on the ground and two touchdowns run, uh, in addition to also having two catches for 37 yards and a touchdown reception. Um, so really showing how versatile he can be on the offensive attack. We had a very, I mean, I could mention this at any time. We really had a very talented offense. I mean, particularly with our skill. Um, I mean, we could throw the ball if we needed to, we didn't do it a ton, but like I said, a lot of high schools really can't throw. And if they do, they're running, you know, bubbles and tunnels. I mean, we could throw the ball. We had, a quarterback and we had a receiver who could go up and get the ball. So huge advantage for us. I mean, all throughout the year. And what I remember about Richmond Heights, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know what their record was, but they had some nice talented pieces and their, their quarterback, particularly who was an excellent basketball player. I'm embarrassed to say there were about four times I got loose and I had him in the backfield and I, he was just like a magician. I thought I had him and then he would get out of it, you know, so. Pretty elusive, pretty athletic. You did not register a sack, but let's, let's remember here, smart wake, Andrew Wakefield coming off of the corner blitz, maybe a little cowboy um, had two sacks and then young underclassman, Jeffrey Christian registered. He did a very good job for us that year as a sophomore. Good worked out a lot. Yeah. 
he was pretty strong. So, so we, so we go into week nine and we travel all the way out to middle field for a contest yeah. against Cardinal. Uh, this game is a 20 to 13 nail biter. So we go, we score with just over a minute in that independence game. And then fast forward two weeks. And now we are going to score a last second touchdown against Cardinal in even less remaining time. And we'll get to that. But this is another one of those just hard fought physical battles against a quality yeah, team. Yeah, Cardinal was tough. They had a lot of seniors, um, tough kids, you know, well coached. Uh, yeah, I mean, just self, you know, things I remember. We just weren't playing very well in the first half. That might have been our worst, one of our worst halves of football of the year. We did score first. Like I said, we always scored first, but uh, second quarter, things weren't going our way and they were moving the ball. And most teams hadn't really run on us that much. And I don't, we were just in a little bit of a funk. Um, I don't know if we were, I don't think we were, wasn't overconfidence. It was just, hey, sometimes that happens. I remember, you know, just talking about playing defensive line, what I remember in the second half, you know, I was like, man, what was I doing in the first half? I was almost reverting back to bad underclassmen habits of not using my hands and not playing the techniques right, not holding on to gaps, things like that. And uh, if I recall correctly, on their first possession of the third quarter, John Arnold had a huge hit. They handed the ball off. I don't know what they played, but what, what they, they called, but exactly. But he had a huge hit on the ball carrier and, you know, hey, momentum is real. And that from then on, I mean, we, it took us a while to score, but they didn't really do anything uh, offensively after that. Um, 13 to 13 at halftime. Both, both teams go scoreless in the third. And then as the fourth quarter is happening, back and forth, but no one able to punch one in. And then we get a drive going with uh, just a little bit of time left. And so with a, just over 30 seconds left, what we had been doing with um, Merge a little bit at receivers, kind of putting them at different spots, you know, not just at the number one receiver out wide, but also putting them at different positions in the slot inside receiver because we knew that, you know, he's going to win matchups against their corner, but if we can get him on a safety, then it's just, it's unfair for that to even think that that's a possibility. So what we did with 34 seconds left is we called a play um, on the ball, right. And it's called sevens. And the reason it's called sevens is because the number one and two receivers run seven routes not actual seven on the numerical tree, but it looks like a number seven or what a lot of people call a fin route in inward working routes. And then the number three receiver who is Merge will run a corner over the top of that. And so we ran that and Merge catches a high point jump ball with 24 seconds left in the corner of the end zone. And we went yeah. 20 to 13 there again. I mean, and at this point I should mention, I mean, we were all aware of, the playoff ramifications. I mean, obviously we wanted to make the playoffs and it was, I mean, you're getting near the end of the year. We have one loss. So there again, it was kind of a, you know, a senior just saying, well, I'm going to make the play here and, you know, we're going to get the W one way or another. Uh, even if it's not our best game, um, we're going to find a way to get it done. So, yeah, I mean, well, I think it goes without saying without Mark, I mean, you know, and he was one of those guys I was thinking uh, he really offensively 
hardly even touched the ball before he was a senior because he had a one, he had guys and older guys in front of him, and two, he had a broken wrist junior year. He, and he, he got a lot of time. He got some time defensively, but um, we had just had a lot of guys like that who just completely came on as seniors. And, uh, yeah, so Mark made a huge play. And, like I said, that was having, – having him and having Ian Bell, I mean, having a quarterback who can throw in high school, huge advantage. So, yeah, we got out of middle field with a win. Uh, I just found out my, uh, we were talking the other day with my family. My grandfather was at that game and he left before I could, apparently before I could see him after the game, but definitely a special game. Yeah. Family there. And yeah. So we, yeah. So we go into week 10, which is another home contest against Wycliffe. And, uh, I think this game is summed up at, by this comment. Wycliffe was going into that game with only three wins. And I think they were kind of looking forward to uh, things being kind of over and we're going into the game and we're like, Hey, this is a tune up for week 11 because we're planning on continuing the season. And we just absolutely put the smack out on them early on. Um, By halftime, it was 28 zero. By the end of the third, it was 36 zero. And so, uh, we were we were very interested in making sure that this game was never in doubt and that we were in control. Yeah, that was uh, probably our best game of the year. Maybe I mean, like I said, we played well against Berkshire. Um, we had, I mean, really, we played well against Independence. We weren't able to score, but we had some good games. That was probably our best game. And uh, yeah, we didn't know. Like I said, the year before, like I said last time. I mean, I mean, Wycliffe came out to play the year before, and you know they. They got the W. They they wanted it. Uh, we didn't, you know. We said, well, they're probably going to try to come in and spoil our season here. And yeah, we, like you said, I mean, we took it to them early and often, both sides of the ball. Um, what I remember about that game, I mean, they had some big guys, but the holes might not have been huge, but they were there. And our ball carriers were getting to the second and third level, like like that, you know. It was like before you could blink. Um, we really executed our offense very well. Uh, forced several turnovers, you know, just everybody. What I remember is everybody was relaxed in a good way. I mean, you know, football is a very intense game, but everyone was just really playing up to their potential. Everyone was having fun. We were hitting hard, you know, we're just winning the game physically. A lot of fun. They started to try to throw. We were getting a good pass rush. We were just getting after it, having fun. Mark Mergiano and Ian Bell had uh, interceptions. Yeah, yeah, there were a number. They were chucking up balls there. And uh, yeah, I mean, hey, we were hoping, hey, maybe we can even get a playoff game. So we didn't know if it was going to be our last home game or what. Um, You know, we were hoping for try to win and get a home playoff game. But yeah, very. the, probably our most impressive showing really fun game great memory fun game we had five different ball carriers who went anywhere from like 30 to 40 yards so distributed it quite a bit but i think they were definitely keying on the halfback position whether you know it was kari seth or when we put merge back there and josh walters ended up having yeah, just right. a huge game yeah. he went for a hundred 101 yards he had a touchdown um 
in, on only seven carries. So for yeah. a fullback to do that, uh, he was definitely popping to the second and third levels quite I a bit. I should say that too, night. and I think if I remember correctly, we installed it that week. We ripped off a screen to him. I don't think he scored on it, but he ripped like a 60 yarder. Um, yeah, Josh was a great football player, linebacker, big guy, just good personality too. I mean, we had a good. We had oh, a good yeah. mix between the seniors and the juniors. Like I said, different classes have different personalities and we were different. We kind of, we were like Tim Taylor and Al Borland, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you put them together, you get the boat best of both worlds. That's kind of how it was. So yeah, he had a great game. Yeah. So by the time that week 10 is over and all of the computer points are tabulated and put together, we finish in fifth yeah. place not not even 0.6 of a point behind Manchester, Akron, mm. Manchester. So here we go again, a familiar foe, except this time now they are yeah. hosting us. So our first time going to Manchester's stadium and field, um, Jim France, the veteran uh, coach of that program who, my goodness, has been has put so many years yeah. into that program. Well, well over 40 has, I want to say, top five total wins in uh, OHSAA history. So we get to go down there. Very interesting stadium. Everyone is yeah. there. Uh, very, very uh, animated crowd. And uh, you can go ahead and start off with uh, your your memories of that senior year playoff game. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, I should start by saying we were Division Four, and we moved to Division Four junior year, and you know, it's almost still in our minds. We were still a division five just cause it always had been. And that's, and we were a lot of the teams in the division five region were close by. So division four, it was a lot of teams from down there, Akron, Canton, Youngstown, you know, Wayne County, that area teams we weren't as familiar with. Um, yeah. They were a little bit of a different opponent. They played, I think it, it was called the pack seven conference. A lot of teams down there, a lot of division three, four teams under scheduled. So, um, yeah. We, and then I should also mention that was the week of that hurricane came through. So, I mean, the weather was, it was a deluge. A little bit of precipitation. Yeah, that that's week. right. And the uh, grass field there, uh, we left between the drive and then getting acclimated to the field and just whatever we left really early. We had a lot of time in the locker room in hindsight, you know, I don't know. There was a lot of sitting there, but we didn't know. We didn't know what it was going to be. They were tough. They were, uh, like you said, good Stark County football, I think, or nearby, uh, you know, their Akron Canton area team. And um, yeah, they had some, they had some impressive players. They had some horses. They were big up front athletic, uh, couldn't get the run game going in that game is I think kind of the difference. So, so we, we couldn't get the run game going from the standpoint of running back slot and fullback Walters, Kari, Seth, Stilson, those guys, not a lot of yards, but what we did have a lot of success with, which we put in um, just shortly before was the QB draw oh, yeah. and Bell. And Bell actually went for about 130 yards and a, and a TD that game. Um, just doing a great job, not just on the QB draw, but also deciding to tuck That's and right. run on some of I our I forgot about here. that QB draw. And then that game and really all year, we would run a QB counter. And I remember Jared and I used to joke or whatever, laugh about it. 
we that play literally always worked. I mean, that was like a, a, a for sure ten yard gain every time. But yeah, back to Manchester, um, we were hanging in there on de- on defense. I mean, we had very athletic defensive backs, so it's not like, I mean, Ian Ian played one corner and Mark played the other, and then we had Wakefield back at safety and. Uh, Stilson would be back there and his brother would get some reps too if we went to a different personnel package. But it wasn't like a team could have one good skill guy and just roll out some mismatch. So we were hanging in there. I mean, uh, like I said, they were big. They were, I mean, they were bigger than us. Um, yeah, we were, we hung off and then it was, uh, we were down two scores in the second half and we, uh, you know, we practiced every week. We would practice that hook and ladder and never pulled it out. I mean, it was just, there was just never a situation. And I, if I recall correctly, it was a fourth down. We had the ball about midfield. It was a fourth quarter. I mean, we needed to make something happen. We called it and just executed it to a T, you know, uh, Stilson ended up scoring on that. Um, and uh, yeah, that put us, that put us within a score and you know, I I I can't go back and watch because it's a painful memory. But did we get the onside kick? Is that what happened? So they were up fourteen zero, and then Bell and then Bell in the uh, third quarter scored on a yes. QB draw from yeah. over thirty yards out, and so we we felt like we were in a really good place, and we actually I believe got a stop. Well, their quarterback was a pretty good size kid. He ended up uh, go, going to try to play uh, over at Mount. I'm not really sure. I didn't follow his career. Well, he there, dressed but for them. He, uh, yeah, he was a capable yeah. kid. Yeah. So he was a qual- he was a qu- he was a quality player and hard to bring down. I mean, I I don't I want to say I'm going to guess he weighed two fifteen or two twenty. Six three two fifteen yeah. is what the roster says. So six three two fifteen is a pretty good size for a, a quarterback. And they ran Absolutely. him. They ran him when they needed to. And so it, we're looking at 14 to seven. Well, they go down the field and they kind of run their own version of their QB keeper and he's tough to bring down. And so they're just getting yardage, getting yardage. They go up 21 seven. And so now we'll pick up where you were talking. We run that hook and ladder. So Ian Bell sprints out to his right on an 18 series and he's coming down the line, hitting Mergiano on about a 10 to 12 yard hook. Stilson is playing his bait game, sort of like going slow underneath. And timing it up, seeing it, seeing the ball caught by Merge so that he can come underneath it two or three yards, get the lateral. And then as he turns up the sideline, our halfback is already positioned out there, ready to clean up anything and let him run the sideline and run the alley. Stilson goes untouched from 42 yards out. So we're, we're riding high now. We're getting a little excited here. 21 to 14. We do get the onside That's right. kick. Okay. And, and, that, and now got it's it. like, Arnold okay, got it, if I remember correctly. And so, yeah. So now we're thinking, all right, are we, are we thinking possible overtime? Or are we going to go for two and maybe get the win? And uh, we just come up short. We uh, moving the ball, had it, had a, uh, had a holding call on one of our backs on a sprint out pass. They called holding. It's probably one of those that could go either way I forgot about that. and you could live with it if it was, if it was earlier in the game, but when it was called, it's like, man, if it, like I said, 50, 50 call, you, you call it a hold. Okay. You don't call it a hold. Yeah. Okay. But to have it called that late in the fourth quarter, just, 
it, it put us in fourth and long, That's right. and uh, we were not able to we're not able to convert on that pass. Attempt, I forgot so. about that call. That's right. It was a fourth and long, and we were probably about there forty, and uh, that was it. Then they, uh, we were, I think we were even a little bit across that. We were closer to about the twenty. Yeah, 30. and it was well, and then I mean, we went from playing football like trying to tie the game, and again, hopefully get a week twelve to a minute later they're taking a knee. So. Yeah, that was tough. Um, so, so Joe, that game, we come up on the short side. Your senior year is now over with your classmates. Um, describe sort of the, the feeling of being on someone else's field week 11 and having that, that game finish. Well, in hindsight, I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a great opportunity um play an opponent we had never seen before um because yeah, i mean we had gone third third time third time right. playing in, them in, in school my history time, yeah in the postseason yeah. but the first time for you guys yeah, yeah. for sure so it's kind of cool to bring it's cool to bring the early 90s playoff history opponents to now we're looking at 2000 well and funny so. anecdote about that real quick and then i'll get back to your question so we watched the Wycliffe film on Saturday morning, the week before, whatever, we go through corrections and what we did well, what we need to work on. We knew who our opponent was, but we didn't have, we hadn't exchanged yet. We had just found out, I think, because we, we, we were like, it could have been Liberty, it could have been Streetsboro, you know, we found out it was Manchester. Well, we don't have any film to watch. So we go over everything we can go over and then uh, I remember your dad was said, well, hey, if anyone wants to stick by, I'll throw on I'll throw on this film from 91. So that was that was a lot of fun. That was at like it was probably the afternoon by then. But that was a good little memory uh, of our last Saturday turned out to be. And, yeah, the game, I mean, hard fought game. Uh, there was definitely mutual respect between the opponents. Um, hey, they were a good team. It was the playoffs. It was a four or five game in Northeast Ohio, a uh, lot of fun to play in. Great. I mean, I almost remember warmups best, the, uh, the, the best, just it's, it was a whole different feeling from a, a regular season game. Um, it was fun to just, there's a different, in. there's a different feel to the yeah, air. There's a different there? energy and it's darker earlier. And uh, yeah, it's almost a, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a goosebump moment, but yeah. And after it's done, I mean, well, anyone who's played knows how it feels when it's over, you go from, you know, there's a lot of things you take for granted or you don't realize how important they are. And then when it's over it, it, I mean, it hits you immediately. Like I said, we, yeah, you go from playing high school football, trying to tie the game, win the game, go to week 12 to two minutes later, uh, you know, you're done. So yeah, it was a long bus ride home and it was just, you know, it takes a while to, for things to set in, <laughs> but yeah, the first few weeks after football was over, that was, that's always difficult when you're a senior, that's a difficult time. So for sure, yeah. Joe. Well, that was a special senior season, that 2012 season for you guys, yeah. nine and two. Um, a, a special season for sure. So we'll put a cap on that 2012 season. 
All right, Joe. So what we will do now is we will do our two minute drill. Okay. So I'll ask you a bunch of questions, rapid fire, and we'll see how many we can get through. Okay. All right. Question one, any significance to your Jersey number? It was my brother's. And in hindsight, I would have picked a different number and charted my own course for both of our sake. But I wanted to mention that earlier. My brother played in front of me and he also played center because I mentioned my grandfather's. Go ahead. What are you closest to today? Your 40 time, your 800 time or your bench? Uh, probably 40 time. Bench has gone way up since high school. Uh, what upperclassmen had the biggest impact on you? Um, if you go way older, I mean, obviously, like I said, my brother, a year older than me, uh, Nick Barnett and Powie Sinkfor. What play could you diagram from your senior year playbook? Like now, what would I do? Yeah. Oh, power. That was our bread and butter. What makes good fudge? I don't know. I've never made it. No, as, <laughs> as someone eating oh, it. Oh, uh, it can't be too sweet. Can't be too sweet. Yeah. Are you, are you a traditionalist with just chocolate? No, none of the... I uh, liked cookies and cream, but that was... It got, it got to be overdone. You it's know. disgusting. Um, biggest hit given? By me? Uh, senior year against Newberry on their quarterback. Right as he released the ball. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you if it was a run or if he was... Uh, no, it was right as he released it. And it was right as the camera like broke. It was like the last thing you saw. So, yeah. Best player you played against? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I'd say Gilmore's nose guard my sophomore year. He went on to was uh, all-conference at John Carroll, all-OAC. He, he was a shorter, stockier guy, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, and I was a skinny little sophomore, you know. So I don't know. It's hard to say. Sophomore year me versus senior year me is a lot different. but Yeah, for sure. All right, Joe, that takes us to two minutes. So that is our two-minute drill. Okay. Joe, I want you to take a minute, and I want you to think about your transition from high school football to college football where you played at Division Three Kenyon College. And just uh, some similarities or some differences just on the, uh, on the outside. Um, physically, the game is faster. I mean, that's the first thing. It's faster. Everybody's stronger. Everyone's in their 20s or late teens versus 16, 17, 18. Uh, you know, mentally, you, you're getting way more thrown at you. There's just, you know, the schemes are obviously going to change. Your coaches are going to want to do more. Um, but at the end of the day, once you adjust to that, I mean, you acclimate yourself to the college level. It's still the physical part is kind of the same. It's the fundamentals are the same. I mean, there's more time in college. There's off, you know, with the off season. So, but it's the same thing. You know, the biggest thing is to me, I would say is the lifestyle. Uh, I mean, you're not going home to a home cooked meal every night. You're not, you're away. So, you know, I enjoyed football and playing the game, but there's a whole different life going on uh, off the field. That was, I, I would say the biggest difference, you know, is that era of life you're in. It's just a different time in your life. So high school is a little bit more, you know, you know, then some people say high school is really the last level of amateur football. I mean, I, I didn't, I'm not, I didn't play division one football, so I'm not, but you know, it's just a different, it's a different uh, environment, but similarities. Yeah. It's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still 11 versus 11, same rules. So 
if you like the game, you can play college football. That's really what it comes down to. And so your time at Kenyon, you kind of maybe jumped between a position or two here, but you definitely found the majority of your reps and success on the defensive line. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking back to a clip I happened to find of a, uh, a little hit where the ball pops up into the air and you might come down with it and uh, take it for a little run down the field. Well, it scored as a pick six. Uh, it didn't require much of a catch. Like you said, it kind of, it was like, you know, right place, right time. Exactly. Joe, well, don't, uh, don't downplay and, your, well, uh, your and the play. reason for that is because the blitz was executed correctly. And I was the backside, you know, you can call it the backside contain. See the, the blitz comes from one side and it, if, if the backside defensive lineman is doing his job, the quarterback will be forced right into him. Well, he was more than forced. The ball fell into my hands. Yeah, that was uh, my uncle brought that up the other day. Yeah, that was uh, never thought that one would happen. Pick six. Yeah, uh, that looked like it was a pretty, uh, pretty special play. Yeah, that was something you'll remember for a long time. So. So your your playing career at Kenyon comes to an end and uh, you come back up. uh to Northeast Ohio yeah. and you, you get into coaching for a couple of years. Talk about uh, sort of what that was like to transition from uh, just a couple of years previous, you were finishing up as a senior mm-hmm. and now you come back four or five years later, whatever it was, yeah. and uh, you join the staff as an assistant. That was a lot of fun. Uh, like you said, I came back, I was just working out at school and I would always been around football. So it was like, you know, I was just working out and I knew some of the kids already and um, yeah, I mean, you and your dad asked, Hey, want to do this all year? I, I said, yeah, sure. I mean, and I was working hours that were, you know, uh, that were good for football. I was off at three so I could go to practice and it just kind of worked out well. And, um, you know, for me, it was sort of like being a player again. It was like the closest thing to that it was a lot of fun uh it was kept me physically active i would play scout um and like i said it was like kind of like being a player again you get to watch film every week and keep track of formations uh it was a lot of fun getting to know the players i was only a couple years older than them so i mean i told them that first year we had a really great group of players and a lot of good seniors and I said, you, you guys would have gotten along great with my class if we, you know, could have played together. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun getting to know them and be a part of it again. Interesting to sort of see the other side of the uh, the coin, so to speak. Yeah, well, I'm privy to all those conversations that we were, uh, all, the, all that ready group checking and all that stuff in high school. Now you're on the other side of it. You see how it works, how all the decisions are made. Any... Uh... Any uh, lasting sort of memory that sticks out more than any other as far as uh, being Those assistant? Those couple of years. Well, if you remember that game when Evan Ditchman got hurt, uh, I mean, obviously that was pretty horrifying. Uh, but the way, one, that he, the way he fought, obviously, and then the way the rest of our players fought was very memorable. That was definitely a, a memorable night uh showed just showed a lot of character yeah for sure brought us together yeah in a in a a different sort of way yeah 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 
Um, was that four total years that you were on staff? Do I have that correct or am I wrong mm, on that number? Two. 17, Just two? Yeah, 17 and 18. Hmm. For some reason, I thought you had two and then the transition to Coach Stevenson. Then you had the first year for him. So uh, Yeah, it was, it was... You would know more than yeah. me. Yeah, it was those... T- I mean, I was around when I was at, out of high school, but, you know, I'd come back... What do you like two. most about coaching? Um... Hmm. Honestly, playing scout was fun because it's like you get to play again. Uh, I guess, you know, uh, watching, watching the players age, and I only did it for two years, but watching the players improve and become better players, especially the seniors, seeing them come along and become leaders. Um, yeah, and preparing for games. Again, I mean, in some ways, it's not that much different from being a player. As a player, you wait on that pegboard for the opponent's information to be posted, and it's kind of like that when you're helping out, helping the staff out. You know, wait for new film to come up, see what their weapons are, see what they run. Yeah, the similarities, I guess, to playing are what I enjoyed. Yeah, I think one uh, one of the really cool uh, impacts that you can have as a coach is in in a program that you are a part of is to take what was a real positive for you and to try to give that experience to the younger kids. Yeah, and then and then take maybe those moments where you were like, I wish I was a little bit more appreciative or a little bit more focused in this moment, and then amplify that as you give it to them and sort of just like, hey guys, you know. I, I made this mistake. I don't want you to make it. So yeah, try doing this. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Taking your failures as a player and instilling it. So, yeah. Joe, tell us what, uh, tell us what's going on these days. Well, uh, I was hoping to do a graduate program at Baldwin Wallace this year. And for a variety of circumstances, it didn't end up happening. But hopefully, Joe, what are you looking to what are you looking to study? Well, I'd like to get a teaching certificate there. That's the plan. Hopefully, we can get that going soon. There's a lot of interesting circumstances these days, but uh, yeah. And uh, another thing I should mention, I don't know what I was meant to talk about this earlier, but a, a big thing I took away from playing and even what I would try to give if I went back to like coach or whatever, be around the players. Now, working out. Uh, just a great thing I got from sports and football, particularly. I mean, you start off and you just do it because, Hey, you got to, you know, it's the summertime, whatever you go, you go do your workouts for football. But for me, it really turned into part of, you know, just part of life, part of life's routine. So, and again, I can't work out a ton right now because of circumstances, but it's been a big part of my life and always enjoyed it. So I, I, yeah, that's part of what's going on now also. Well, good luck with that uh, program, getting your teacher's degree, because I know, Joe, you as a teacher and educator and as a uh, probable coach, uh, that would be a definite positive to whatever program and school that you uh, are able to be a part of down the road. So good luck with all of that. Yeah, I appreciate is there, that. Joe, is there a phrase or a saying from your hawk and football playing days that kind of sticks with you and kind of resonates uh, throughout the uh, days, weeks, months. Uh, there were so many and they were all good. 
The one I've always remembered is adversity introduces a man to himself. Kind of speaks for itself, but hey, you don't you don't know how it's going to go till you actually have to face it. So life can be hard sometimes. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Anything else, Joe? Yeah, I wrote a few things down. Uh, uh, just a few, mostly just people I wanted to talk about. Like I said, my brother, I wore his number. He was three years older than me, also played center. Um, his whole class. Uh, I didn't give a very good answer. You asked about like front relationships and camaraderie. Uh, I mean, the first thing I'll say about that, I, I was just thinking about this, you know, the last day. I, I'm not going to call it hierarchy, but there is a certain pecking order to things. And, you know, what I remember as like a freshman, sophomore, I like, I really didn't even talk like, I mean, I was a quiet kid. I'm still kind of a quiet person, if you wouldn't guess it from this interview. But, you know, but getting to know those seniors and the example they set was really great. They had a good season and uh, good guys, too. It was just a lot of fun to be around that. Um, and just a few names from the class above me. We talked about Jeremy a lot on the field and just some other guys. You know, I mentioned working out. I worked out a lot with Nick Barnett. He played guard and linebacker. Great guy really strong too. I was, uh, him and Tommy Willen, I was always kind of chasing them in the weight room as an underclassman. Um, probably sang for, I worked out with him a lot. He played guard, good football player, good guy. Um, and then just some of the guys from my class, I wanted to mention, and we kind of talked about the personality of my class, but, uh, just generally an understated group, but we just had uh, several guys who, um, maybe played a little as juniors, but we had a lot of guys who played JV ball for a few years and then came up. And like I said, it was sort of, we didn't know a lot of people, especially like around, you know, classmates and the sports writers, whatever. I don't know what they expected from us, but we ended up really hitting the ground running and just some guys I wanted to talk about. Jared Berg, like mostly played guard, a good friend of mine, Good football IQ, very smart. He just would see things on the field. Um, we would, we would like dissect the whole game before we even watch film the next day. Him and I. I mean, you got the adrenaline flowing on Friday night. We would like after the game, pretty much go through every every possession. I talked about Mark a lot. Great competitor, great football player. Andrew Wakefield, very well conditioned. He ran cross country his freshman year, and he was like. I never even saw him breathe hard. <laughs> he never got tired. Sam Wild, John Arnold. I mean, I could name every name, but just a good class, good guys who stuck with it, who did what they were asked, who trusted their, you know, trusted their coaches. And it all just kind of came together senior year, um, which kind of brings me to coaches too. I have some coaches I wanted to talk about. I mentioned Ken McClintock. And as an underclassman, you know, I thought he was really hard on me. I, you know, I was probably, if he's listening to this, he's probably just saying, well, Maravito is just sensitive. But, you know, I remember as a sophomore and junior, I think, man, he's always on me. And, you know, I see now, he, and even after I was a senior, you know, he saw that I had potential. Um, and then he got a, he got a very good, well-deserved uh, division one college offer. So he left the coach before my senior year to coach at the college ranks. And another name I wanted to mention, Cliff Koshin came in and did a tremendous job. Uh, another really important part 
of our senior season. Very good coach. He was really good at understanding what worked and what didn't work, communicated with us really well. And just with like game planning and play calling, very helpful and took charge right away. I mean, he came, I think he was, he might've been moved from out of town back to Cleveland or I don't know, but he missed the first couple mini camps and he came in and just took charge and we were in good hands with him. I was Cliff Coach in class of 2007. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really, you know, had a great experience with him. Obviously coach Wilson, like I said, I was so shy as a freshman and I came in and he was, I mean, we were intimidated by him. He was huge division one player, uh, but another good coach, you know, learned a lot about defensive line from him. I mean, he coached offensive line too, but, uh, and then obviously, I mean, you, your dad, coach Moses, you know, well, I could talk a long time about them, but you know, you don't always appreciate until you're out, but uh, we were just so fortunate to have the staff we did. I mean, how many coach Moses, 35 years as an assistant with one program, you're not going to find that in too many guys. And, you know, Coach Walton practices what he preaches. And, uh, yeah, just really fortunate to be around them. Uh, and the continuity, all that staff, you'd all been together for so long. Uh, Coach Lintern was still with us then. Just great to get to know all those people and um, really fortunate. But a quick little laugh, maybe if Coach Lintern's listening. He used to call me uh, – like I said, you know, you were talking to me, what, what, you know, what did you try to do as a captain? I said I was more on the serious side. Well, Coach Lintern, um, and I think it was when we would eat meals, so I still had, like, you know, my civilian clothes on. He said I always looked stressed. So he, his, his name for me was Mr. Middle Management. I said, you always <laughs> look stressed. So that's what he called me, Mr. Middle Management. Funny little <laughs> anecdote. But, uh, yeah, so those were some names I wanted to mention and – yeah, like I said, I always wanted to tell, like, thank Talk because he pushed me and really all of us as underclassmen, and then he got that job senior year. But it really all came together that uh, when we were seniors. So definitely owe a lot of that to him. But those are just some names I wanted to mention. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I mean he will. Uh, he will definitely. Uh, he will hear that. Oh, good. So good. I'm glad. Uh, glad after all those years, you were able to uh, give him your thanks. Yeah. Yeah been a long time coming so for sure all right joe this was uh this is what i thought it was going to be a very um specific oriented memory of games um you're very well thought out and methodical in your approach with going through sort of week by week and remembering the high points but not just the plays but also the sort of where the mindset and the thought was at mm-hmm. that moment too, because you're a very cerebral um, person. And so I thank you for coming on and spending uh, the time you did sharing your stories, talking about your experience, both leading up to your varsity uh, career, watching the program as a younger sibling to your older brother, Michael. Um, and then once you were in the program, your commitment to it, your hard work, your great leadership, um, capped off by being captain as a senior and being the old board recipient as well. 
and then uh, and then staying close enough to the program that after you graduated from Kenyon, you came back and you coached for a couple of years, and you gave us just two uh, two more seasons of just uh, absolute dedication and commitment to the program. And so I would like to uh, just take that moment and thank you for that as well, as well as uh, the commitment that uh, the Marabito family has given to the Hawken football program for so many years with two players and then with uh, your parents just given so much to the program behind the scenes, on the sidelines from a chain standpoint yeah. and support all along the ways. Uh, so um, it was great to have one Marabito on and hopefully be able to get a couple more on in the, uh, in the coming weeks and months is my goal for this. So I appreciate Joe Marabito class of 2013 joining me on this trip down to the river. Thanks, Joe. Thank you very much for having me. I really enjoyed this. A lot of fun, a lot of good memories. So great to be on. Thanks, Joe. Okay. Thanks for spending time with us today. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and spread the word. And until the next episode, like my dad always says, good night, Irene. <laughs>